my creepers and my creepettes. Hey, guys. I feel like we have a doozy for you this weekend. You're doozy, my cup of tea. So I've been like <laughs> rushing today to get to recording before it gets too dark outside. Yeah, you've been rushing me all afternoon. Because Yeah, I'm not doing this. In about mm, three hours, yeah, I'm not doing any more of this. <laughs> We're probably watching like Bob's Burgers for the rest of the night. <laughs> it's not that bad. Bob's Burgers fixes everything. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Today, not tonight, today, <laughs> we are talking about Dybbuk boxes. See, it's not that bad. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> so what is a Dybbuk box? A Dybbuk box is just like any type of box, any type of container you can contain things in. <laughs> <laughs> but it is haunted by <laughs> I'm just gonna randomly interrupt you the whole what do you what do you mean? <laughs> it is haunted by a Dybbuk, which is just a malcontent spirit said to hold power to invade and possess a living being. Living person specifically. <laughs> like <laughs> Like Ghost Bear. Ghost Bear. Oh my gosh, that's the sequel to Cocaine Bear. Ghost Bear. You thought it was bad when he snorted crack. Just wait till he snorts ghost. Ghost Bear in theaters near you. Stop it. Anywho, we'll move on from the greatest movie ever made. Authentic Dybbuk boxes will usually come with some sort of backstory and also certified documents from a rabbi stating that this is a Dybbuk box. There is a Dybbuk inside. Do not open it. And don't give to your bears. And don't give it to bears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> what could cause a spirit to end up being coming a dibic? So they have committed big time sins and they did not in have life in life. Yes. They committed big sins in life and they did not have time to repent for said sins before they perished. Now, first of all, time is relative. Is it? That's what Einstein said. Okay. <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but like, did they not have time to repent? Or you just did they spend the rest of their life like, sorry, not sorry? Ooh, yeah. I or does assume... like, that affect the power level of it? Like, Dang. We're peeling back layers right here. <laughs> like, does that make you a more powerful Dybbuk if you just weren't sorry? Because like, you're more evil. <laughs> more evil. <laughs> laugh out of you. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. What do you mean? How many memes can we fit in this episode? Start drinking. Her sister was a witch, bro. Oh no. You're gonna look at me and tell me that I'm wrong? Yes, because it's a mad spirit. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Any hoozle. 
back on track. So the word dibek comes from the Hebrew root davek, which means to cling or to cleave. Which makes sense for possession. Yes. A dibek is considered to be a sticky, evil spirit, a deceased, disembodied malcontent who clings to a living person in order to find respite from its troubles. But see, everything I've heard about dibeks is they're not they're not looking to repent. I wonder. I had a theory. Since it's it says it's not looking for to like trying to repent, it's looking for reprieve from its troubles. So what if it's just looking to be alive again? Oh, I assumed it was trying to like <laughs> say my bad for the what troubles if, they caused. What like what if it's like the. Uh, you know, being alive is, you know, better than the torturous forever of limbo. Well, they should have thought of that first. Should have thought of that first. That sounds like a them problem. <laughs> <laughs> Live in this box now. Do you want ants? This is we get ants. <laughs> <laughs> it's not trying to do better. It's just looking for reprieve, something better, you know. Yeah. To end its misery, even though I don't think that... It just causes more, you know, misery makes more misery. It's not going to actually fix evil. Because they're evil. <laughs> they got freaking lasers. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Haunted sharks with lasers on their heads. Oh, no. Stop it. <laughs> I do find it interesting that the, the word means to both cling and cleave, which also makes sense for a because it clings to you and then you have to cleave it from you yeah that makes sense it's just like an interesting play on words there well and possession has a long history in judaism as well and that's that's what the spirit is doing one of the earliest examples would be when in the book of samuel david saves king saul or i don't know if saves is the right word but he plays his harp and rids these evil spirits from king saul and thus exorcism was born and thus <laughs> is that too dark <laughs> no okay dark like just the right amount of dark okay okay just a light touch <laughs> so we have examples of this sort of belief going all the way back to biblical times is my point there mm -hmm. like the, this is not a new idea in the 16th and 17th century which would be the 15 and 1600s. The idea of Dybbuk's gained a lot of traction when the cabal, which is Jewish mysticism, started to flourish in northern Galilee. A lot of people that were what we probably would classify as, you know, mental health issues today would have been taken to a rabbi, a miracle-working rabbi, to be specific, mm. who they believed could expel and perform an, an exorcism on the person but what happens when their exorcisms don't work on mental health <laughs> what do you do then you know i don't know <laughs> the world's a cruel place there are instances that i believe so depending on the severity of it it could placebo somebody mm. because i believe in the good aspects of spirituality that means Thus, by rationality, the bad ones exist also, so it could have been a legitimate mm -hmm. exorcism, thus also helping the person. Yeah. 
or probably more often than not if it didn't work the person was probably outcasted to fit for themselves mm-hmm. and they probably ended up as street rats and stuff Rude. like that like i said the ancient world was not a forgiving place no the world is still not a forgiving place <laughs> no <laughs> There is one particular movie that is centered around a Dybbuk box. And this is probably how most people know about Dybbuk boxes. And that would be the 2012 The Possession. And I love it. I loved it when it came out. And yeah, I did like it when it came I believe I saw it in theaters when it came out. I did, for sure. Actually, I think I saw it for my uh, film class at college. Oh, yeah. No, uh, yeah, this would have been right around the time where I had a friend group and we went to almost every single premiere just because we didn't have anything better to do. Well, and the feel of this horror movie is my preferred feel. I think it's the best. Yeah, and like like I said, I really liked it back then. I don't know that I... It wasn't too bad now, but I would never watch that movie willingly after having my own haunted experience. But... Pre-haunting Tanner was, like, all about it. (laughs) Well, and I don't think it's that scary. I mean, it is a possession movie, so that has its own type of feel to it, but... It wasn't that scary watching in the daylight last time I watched it. I definitely (laughs) would not watch it after dark, for sure. Gosh, and the goblins would not lay down for a nap, and I was like, I'm going to turn it on. (laughs) Yeah, no, and I was like, like, nope. No, no, you're not. We're about healing traumas, okay? We're okay. not trying to traumatize them, okay? Right, 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 right. <laughs> I wasn't actually going to let him watch it. Mm-hmm. You would have. No. <laughs> See how brave you really are, kid. <laughs> the, they would have heard the music and covered their eyes. That would have been the end of it. That's what I would have done. <laughs> but you didn't. That's you were I... strong. A, it was daylight, and B, I had seen the movie before. It was not like watching a new movie. It has uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it. And so I was like, man, he ran off and left Sam and Dean behind, <laughs> started his own family, and this is what happens. This is what happens. He gets a possessed box. You start a new family, you get a possessed box. Get the salt. <laughs> so the, the gist of the movie is Sam and Dean's dad is in the middle of a divorce. And it's his weekend with his girls. Mm-hmm. And they s- stop by a yard sale because he bought a new house and they don't have any furnishings. So that's what you do. You go to a garage sale. And the younger child finds this box. And you have to have it. Of course. Why would you not want to buy the spooky box? I don't know. I mean, we went to a few garage sales and I can't imagine just seeing this box and be like that's the one that's the one (laughs) this like decrepit nasty old looking box that's it i was looking for toys or right like crazy clothes to dress up in or something i never looked for clothes. i was like toys comic books movies that's what i'm looking for nope box box (laughs) is it like a jack-in-the-box technically i was gonna go for something else in the box but that's not for this podcast (laughs) No Justin Timberlake references here. <laughs> <laughs> and it even shows them, they, they get home and everything, and 
She's trying to open the box, and it won't open. It was it was actually they even make a point of saying that it looks like it was designed to not be opened. Mm-hmm. That and, should have been your first clue. Yep. Guess who opens it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Guess who gets possessed? Yeah, yeah. We saw that coming a mile away. Right. And then happened to like none of the rabbis want to help because they're like, Mm-mm, it I said don't open that. it, and you opened <laughs> it. Don't open it. What are you stupid? <laughs> Read Hebrew? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I feel like if it's that important to not open, you should probably carve in multiple languages on the outside of that thing. That's just being preventative. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's work on the next one. We'll Let's get that work on the next smarter, one. not harder. Okay, <laughs> we'll try again. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, there is one rabbi who does come and help. It's always the young one. It's, yep. The sucker. Yep. Just got a big heart. Hasn't been beat out of him yet. That's all. <laughs> we'll get to that part later. <laughs> 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 and they help the little girl. It's all good. It's, yeah. It's a pretty good movie. Like we I said. I love it. Um, it is available to stream on Hulu, Vudu, Tubi, and Peacock. I put them in that order for you to say because it rhymed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> make a make a poem out of it, a haiku. <laughs> Who do Vudu? What do you do? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! So, funny story, true story. It's based off a true story. Yes. Of course, it's a little bit altered. You can watch the real story that inspired the Possession movie. Everybody knows I love Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures has an episode on it. They've got a couple in in different series of theirs. It's Ghost Adventures, The Haunted Museum, and it's Zach Bagan's museum in Las Vegas, Nevada, Nevada. 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 Where are you from? <laughs> and he's talking about the Dybbuk box. But he only talks for like a minute and then it goes into a dramatization. Of the real story. But Tanner thinks it's scarier than the movie. It was so scary. I was falling It made asleep. me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I was falling like, asleep. Oh my gosh. So it's episode nine is the one about the Dybbuk box. Look at how stressed you are over there just talking about it. It was... Look, tonight's going to be rough, okay? <laughs> Great. Well, I was, <laughs> I was only like halfway joking about watching Bob's Burgers the rest of the day. <laughs> like that's probably what we're watching the rest of the day. That's fine. But so it's an hour long, an hour of pure terror. <laughs> Mild. <laughs> I took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but every time they show the creature, the actual Dybbuk... It just gives me the ick. It's a good one. It's she looks she way so scary. creepy, and it's always the shot that I'm waiting for in horror movies, where it's like blurred out in the background and something <laughs> moves. And then there was one shot in particular where it was just I'm gonna let my film nerd show for a, a minute because it was <laughs> absolutely perfect the way they blurred the background and then refocused it and hid her face in the blur to where. There's just this human-shaped shadow that actually, like, 
just slowly morphs into an actual face. And I'm mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dang, look at that. <laughs> I think it was at that point that I actually pulled my feet up from overhanging the couch. <laughs> I didn't even notice. And I sat like cramped the rest of the show because oh, I didn't no. want my feet to hang off. I think that's like five minutes in. Yeah, it was really early. I sat for <laughs> the most of that. Yeah. Yeah. That that makes more sense now. I understand. Wow. <laughs> well, I thought you were just snuggling. I didn't realize you were looking for me to protect you. <laughs> you don't have to say it like that. <laughs> I would, though. <laughs> I'm a big, strong man, okay? <laughs> Let's go down the actual chain of events of what people know as the Dybbuk Box story. In 2003, Jason Haxton bought... A Dybbuk box off of eBay. And it even said in the listing, like, haunted box. Yep. And he bought it. What could possibly have made you think that that was a good idea? The owner that was selling it on eBay listed it under the title of Dybbuk Haunted Jewish Wine Cabinet Box. Also, why did you try to sell it? <laughs> why didn't you just try to... He get- was evil! What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> But he bought the he bought the Dybbuk <laughs> box. I'm gonna inter- I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, interrupt go you. Go for it. I feel like Kanye. <laughs> Please don't. Let feel me like tell you. I, let me. I gotta say something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this whole story is just like a series of poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Because why are you selling and why are you buying? Uh huh. Like, what are you doing? This whole thing could have not been a story if someone at some point would have thought, "Hmm, is this a good idea?" <laughs> Well, it says he's 63 and said that he had first heard about the box from a colleague whose roommate had listed for sale after bizarre experiences, such as hair loss and smelling bad odors that he associated specifically with the box. Mm -hmm. I mean, being sick, bad luck, pretty much anything negative you can think about. And he's like, that's interesting. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I need that in my life. (laughs) But the person that was selling the Dybbuk box had purchased it in 2001 at an estate sale of a Holocaust survivor who had passed away at 103 years old. Which I feel like makes, just thickens the plot even more. In the Ghost Adventures thing we watched, Mm -hmm. that, which... It was a dramatization, so I don't know how much they, of the story they embellished. Mm-hmm. But they made it seem like that Holocaust survivor, like it was, in the show, it was a her. Mm-hmm. It was like her sole mission to guard the box. Like, she was the guardian to keep it contained, you know? Yeah. And, you know, maybe that is what kept her kicking for so long like it was a it was almost to the obsessive levels yeah like this was her duty in life Uh uh-huh yeah it says that the woman got the wine cabinet while living in spain and it was one of the very few things that she brought with her when she migrated to america after the war Mm -hmm. the woman's granddaughter told the guy that bought it at the estate sale that it was always shut And it was set in a place that was out of reach and that they were never, ever to open it. See, 
I understand that some family secrets are dark, but some information you have to tell the you have younger to. ones or else they don't know what to do with it when right. you're gone. <laughs> because why would you not open it at that point? Like, huh. I, I want to see what, what this is all about. <laughs> why was Granny so obsessive over this? <laughs> oh, shit. It's haunted. <laughs> what do you mean? Why does she have it? <laughs> but when Haxton bought it off of eBay, he bought it for $280. I would not spend $280 on anything haunted, knowing that it was haunted. Nope. But inside of the wine cabinet, it contained a goblet, two locks of hair tied with string, pennies from the 1920s, a single dried rosebud, a cast iron candlestick holder, and a granite statue engraved with gilded Hebrew letters. Like I said, if you would have just wrote in English on the outside of the box. <laughs> You're so entitled. <laughs> All I'm saying is like more than one language. But Haxton, he didn't believe any of the stories associated with it. He said he was too science minded. And, and that's just, where he that's where he messed up. That's it. Like I said in the last one, just believe in the weird shit. If it's you, fine. But as soon as he got this this box and he opened it, because it was already opened at that point, I guess, he has what he called a tidal wave of bad luck. And like we mentioned, it's all the things from before. Everything is just bad. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going good in your life. Symptoms include bleeding eyeballs. Yeah. I hallucinations think, of course i think one lady had a stroke and almost went blind in the dramatization from ghost adventures it talks about a 19 year old having a heart attack yeah. like that was literally the, that scared was to the death. roommate that... yeah that was the roommate that died he died of a heart attack and so he found a rabbi he's <laughs> like i have this crazy box it's got hebrew on it and i need help and he told him to put it in a gold-lined box, and that would contain the spirit. Um, and then he went one step further and also buried it. I would. Like, yeah. I would make sure that it's somewhere that there's no reasonable way someone would come across it ever again. He said that he has had crazy amounts of inquiries, people trying to buy it, people trying to trade it crazy amounts of money and he wouldn't do it he said that it was buried for four years before he reached out to zach bagans from ghost adventures and now it is in his museum in las vegas i wouldn't have even done that like i wonder if zach reached out to him and just offered him a ridiculous amount of money for it i don't know i don't know but i don't (laughs) i don't think it's the wisest of ideas to have it on display well, and it looks like it is straight up out of 13 Ghosts because he has a case around it that has frosted Hebrew in the glass. Like, it's intense. Yeah, it's intense. I, I mean, I don't particularly think it's smart to have a museum of haunted objects anyway. <laughs> First off. <laughs> well, because a lot of those curses, they're bound to the object, but the curse can affect you even away from it. Yes. Once you've been in contact with it. Once you've been it. in contact with it. If it's your personal collection and you're like into that stuff, sure. You just don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's a good idea. But if it's your personal collection and you want to do that, that's none of my business. Oh, but don't. But when you're putting it on display for public people to come 
because you're going to get people who are skeptics and don't believe in that stuff mm-hmm. and they are exposing themselves to dangers unknowingly because they think it's a, a hoax i wonder if they have release forms for that because there there is another episode and it is quarantine yeah ghost adventures quarantine where they were they stayed locked in his museum for two weeks or something like that and episode four they actually open the dibic box was showing one of the museum workers and then one of the just random girls that went to the museum yeah just a visitor talking about what they saw in there and the girl that was just a visitor was like sobbing yes and she scared her so bad yeah she was sobbing and it was talking about where the dybbuk box is and this um dark hooded figure was going across the hall she said she could hear him inside of her head and he he won't get out she said he won't get out Mm -hmm. as in like is he still there currently i mean she was sobbing well and they had tried to open it in 2018 and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And he even said that it felt like stuff kept getting in their way, like felt like stuff kept getting in their way to keep them from opening it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. In 2020, they did. <laughs> and I think this is so random, but Post Malone was with them. <laughs> but I was watching an interview of Post Malone after having been there for with all of that. And he said that he had super bad luck following that like he was almost in a plane crash his house got broken into uh, i think he was in a car accident or something Mm -hmm. crazy those are like big near-death experiences and they all happened within a month of each other yeah and he's like nope moved to utah Uh, well so the headline alluded to the fact of him moving to utah to get away from that but he had other stuff he had other reasons also Posty does what Posty wants. And he's so nice. Did you know? Okay. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Recently, over the summer, Magic the Gathering, the card game, mm-hmm. put out a Lord of the Rings set. And there was only one copy of the one ring card that was serialized. Mm-hmm. Well, someone drew it. Someone got it. Post Malone bought it for two million dollars yep i did see that which is <laughs> i just think it's cool i think he seems like a really cool dude he, he seems super polite always also if i had the money to buy that card i would mm-hmm. and then i'd fly to hawaii and throw it in the volcano oh my gosh <laughs> like if i just had the money to spare and i would watch <laughs> all of the nerds cry as i threw it in the volcano are you evil <laughs> No, the ring is evil. Oh. That's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) I always go for the bad boys. I forget. That's right. (laughs) Don't you forget it. Okay. (laughs) So we're coming up on our one year anniversary. I can't believe that already. That's crazy. It's been a good time. It's been a lot of fun. But we're working on some stuff for you guys. Uh, If it does not... If we don't have it done by the next episode, I bet we it is planned to be done for October. Yes. Keep on the lookout. You can watch our socials for more info. Uh, as soon as it's ready to go, I'm going to be posting it all over the places. Amanda will be posting it all over the places. <laughs> I'll give her the link to post all over the places. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I'm super excited. It's going to be awesome. That's all I got for this week. That's all I got. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 
We appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure you're sharing. Get all your friends in on the Reapers Creepers. For for more info and to be looking out for our super exciting new venture, we have Facebook, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram. We also have an email address. It is reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com. So send us, send us an email. We want to hear your scary stories. We do not want your haunted boxes. Do not send that to us. No. <laughs> um, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.